Welcome to our podcast, Bible Lessons for the Christian Life, hosted by TNW Ministries. In each episode, we will provide segments on practical life applications for followers of Christ through the in-depth study of the Bible. We appreciate you spending time with us today, and stay tuned after the lesson for more information on our ministry and how to contact us. In this podcast, I would like to take us to St. John chapter 13, just before the Passover feast begins. And this is a set of scriptures that describes a time when Jesus took the disciples and he washed their feet. I would say that oftentimes we do not teach the scripture and it's probably, you know, there's probably many reasons why to us washing feet just doesn't seem like it's relevant to our day and age. It's not something we do. But as I've talked in other podcasts, the Jewish people performed many customs that are very different from what we know today. And many of these customs were done out of necessity. So is washing the feet. So let's just have a little bit of a backstory here and an understanding as to what would take place. During that time, the mode of transportation was walking. Not many people had the means to go places any other way. So most people walked where they needed to go. Also, you have to think that this is a more desert area of the world a lot of dust, a lot of arid conditions. And these people would wear sandals. That was their typical footwear. So when you put all these conditions together, you would learn that people's feet would get quite dirty. So part of what the custom was is they would come into a household. So either the host or one of the host servants would then take and they would offer to give the person water to wash their feet or wash it for them. Typically, they would greet them with a holy kiss and they would anoint them in some way. So kind to refresh them before they would sit down to have a meal or conversation or whatever it was that they were going to do. This was the custom in that day. So here we are. We are just before Passover in St. John chapter 13. And starting at verse 1, it says, Now before the feast of Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of this world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them unto the end. So this is at a point where Jesus knew that he was facing his final days upon this world. Here he is with his disciples. And it says, And the supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he was come from God and went to God, he riseth from supper and laid aside his garments, and took a towel and girded himself. And here Jesus is sitting with his disciples once the Passover feast is ended, and he is looking around, I would expect. His eyes probably fall upon Judas, and he knows in his heart God has told him that Judas is going to betray him. Sitting there, contemplating all that has happened and all that is yet to come, he gets up from the table. And this is after that they broke bread together, after Jesus has explained to them to do this again in remembrance of me. They broke the bread, they have drunk the wine. They have had a communion among themselves. And so Jesus now is getting up. And I can only imagine that the disciples are sitting there and just trying to take in what is happening now. 
Jesus now gets up and takes off that outer garment. And in its place, he takes a towel and he wraps it around him or girds himself with it. I stop and I think about this. You know, here Jesus is. He is the son of God come down in the flesh. And he is now taking the place of a servant. Because in that day and age, if a servant went to wash someone's feet, this would be the attire they would take on. So I know they have all seen this many, many times. And they're probably sitting there thinking, what is he doing? Why is he taking and putting on this towel around him like a servant would, like a a lowly house servant? He is our teacher. He is our master. He is the one who's been guiding us all this time. And it goes on to say in verse five, after that, he poureth water into a basin and began to wash the disciples feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. So here is a scene in which Jesus is going from one disciple to the other. He has girded himself with the towel. He has taken a basin and filled it with water, and he's now going to each of the disciples, and he's washing their feet. If you think about the scene you're looking at, as he goes from person to person, the water is getting dirtier. The towel is then wiping off the dirt as excess dirt as well, and it's getting dirtier. And he's putting that back on him each time he goes to the next disciple. So it goes on to say in verse six, then cometh he to Simon Peter and Peter saith unto him, Lord, dost thou wash my feet? And Jesus answered and said unto him, what I do, thou knowest not, but thou shalt know hereafter. And Peter saith unto him, thou shalt never wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, if I wash thee not, that thou hast no part with me. And Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. And Jesus saith to him, He that is washed needeth not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit, and ye are clean, but not all. So here he is. He comes to Simon Peter, and you have to love Simon Peter because he is one extreme to the other. He is, you know, I think of him in the same way as I think of David, They were either praising God on the highest mountain or they were just down in the lowest valley. It just went from one to the other. Here is Simon Peter and he says, but Lord, I I can't allow you. Someone I've been looking up to all this time and I've been listening to and I've been taking teaching and instruction from, I can't allow you to wash my feet you are not my servant. If anything, I am yours. So how could I ever allow this to take place? That is what I get from this brief interaction. These are the thoughts that I believe that Simon Peter probably was going through. We each could probably come up with our own set of thoughts because the scripture doesn't tell us exactly what the intent was behind or what the thought process was. But we being human, we can kind of take that and understand what we would think and say, okay, I could see what was going through Peter's head because this is how I would think. And so here he is, he's going to the master saying, I I can't ever let you wash my feet. I, you know, you're my master. I'm the servant. 
And Jesus looks at him and said, well, if I don't wash your feet, then you will have no part of me. And Peter's like, okay. Quickly, he would change his mind to make the right choice. And he's like, okay, well, if, if that's the case, then wash all of me, Lord. You can wash all of me because you know what? I want a part of you. I want to be with you. And verse 10, I wanted to take a, a moment here and read it in the Amplified. It says, Jesus said to him, anyone who has bathed needs only to wash his feet, but is clean all over. And you, my disciples, are clean, but not all of you. So here Jesus is essentially telling him that, you know, you've already bathed, so you're clean. It's just your feet that are getting dirty. As you walk through this world, your feet get dirty. So the only thing that I need to do is come back and cleanse your feet. It's just kind of an epiphany moment sometimes that ha takes place when you read these scriptures and you finally get that understanding. Because here Jesus is saying that if I don't wash you, you won't have a part in me. But when Simon Peter says, well, then just wash all of me. And Jesus says, no, it's only one part of you that continues to get dirty. And you take that and apply that to us in our Christian walk. We are cleansed by the blood of Jesus when we present ourselves to him and we accept him as our personal savior. But we're going to walk day to day through this world. We are going to go through the muck and the mud and the dirt and everything that is wrong in this world. And we're going to walk through it. And that is going to get on us. We are going to have times in which that dirt is going to stick to us. But we have a faithful and merciful and gracious Savior who, even though we are walking through a dirty and dark world, will come back to us time and time and time again and wash our feet. He is there to wash that dirt and sin of the world off of us, no matter how often we need it. Here Jesus is. He is the Son of God. He is in the flesh on this earth, and he is symbolizing what is going to take place for as long as this earth is still under Satan's rule. So here we are watching this scene take place, and I think about it, and I start applying it to my own life. It's the magnificence of what took place here. It touches me deep within my heart. It is a time in which Jesus shows that he is truly a servant to all. He said in verse 11, for he knew who should betray him. Therefore, he said, ye are not all clean. So he's speaking about Judas Iscariot. And verse 12 says, so after he had washed their feet and had taken his garments and was set down again, he said unto them, know ye what I have done to you. So let's talk about the symbolism of what he's done. He took off his outer garments. So we could correlate that to him taking off his spiritual garment, his internal body that he had up in heaven. And he came down to be a servant and he took on the garment of being a servant. And so he girded that towel around him and took that bowl and he went to each individual disciple there. Just as he goes to each individual heart on this earth today and he took and he washed the dirt or the sin off of each person with that one bowl. Let's talk about the bowl. The bowl is representing the blood sacrifice of Jesus Christ. He doesn't 
sacrificed himself time and time again. So with the disciples, he didn't take after each disciple, pour out the water, get fresh. No, he sacrificed himself once and prepared a blood sacrifice in that bowl. And he can go from person to person to person with that one bowl. He takes the towel that is wrapped around him and he wipes off that residual dirt or the residual sin from each and every one of us. But he also explains to us that we don't need to rewash ourselves every time. We just need to wash those areas of us that the sin has stuck to or the mud and the muck of this world has stuck to. In this instance, he's showing an example of the feet. And now he is just washing the feet. He's not bathing the whole body. So each time that we come back, we only need to get our feet washed again or that area in which the mud and muck or the sin of this world has stuck to us. And then when he was done, he then took that towel that was full of filth and dirt and sin of this world and he put that off and he took his own garments right back on. Do you see the symbolism of him being up in heaven, coming down to earth, taking on the form of a servant, going to the cross, being sacrificed and giving the blood offering for us, and then taking that and using that to wash away our sins continually for eternity. When he was done being the sacrifice, he then took off the sins and weight of the world that had become upon him on the cross he put those garments off and he took back on the garment of the eternal. It's an amazing symbolism here. He died for us and he gave us that all in the washing of the feet. And it says here in verse 13, ye call me master and Lord and ye say, well, for so I am. If I then your Lord and master have washed your feet, ye also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that ye should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he that is sent greater than he that sent him. If ye know these things, happy are ye if ye do them. That is a lot to take in right there. There is a lot of symbolism in what he just said. And one of the things I want to glean out here is he says, you should also wash one another's feet. And I want to take that and apply that to us today. Most people don't go around washing each other's feet. They don't become servants to the other. In this day and age, he was instructing them to become servants to one another and to help one another and not think of themselves greater than the person that they were helping. If we take that and apply that today, this does create a great symbolism for us because what was the purpose of him washing the feet? What is the symbolism that this brings to us? Well, if we go back to what I just explained, we think about the fact that the washing of the feet symbolizes the forgiveness of sins. It is a foreshadowing of the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So by washing the disciples' feet, he is symbolizing the washing away of our sins and the forgiveness that we are given by that washing away of sins. So if we take that symbolism and we apply it to this day and age, 
Jesus is basically instructing us that we should be forgiving others when they have done us wrong. It tells us how we just keep tying back in that forgiveness aspect of this salvation process we go through, eat through each and everything we do. In a different podcast, we study the Lord's Prayer, and it talks about how we are to forgive others, and that in turn allows us to be forgiven. Here, Jesus is showing that he will wash away our sins or forgive us, and we should be doing that to each other. We should always be working and striving to forgive others when they have a true repentant heart, when they are coming to us humbly and meekly, and they are actually sorrowful for what they have done. And this is what Jesus is showing to us here. We should be doing the same to others. We should be offering that same hand of forgiveness when someone comes to us in a repentant state. Here Jesus is leaving us an example. He is leaving us an example that shows us that he was willing to put off that eternal garment that he was wearing and to come down to the earth and put on the fleshly garment of us, of mankind. He was able to show us by example, this being one of many actually, on how to live our day-to-day life. And he shows us here that through this, he could become a servant to us, not only could, But he did become a servant to us by coming down in the flesh. And he took on the dirt and the muck and everything in this world from us through the washing away of our sins. When he washed it away, that dirt has to go somewhere. And it goes into that water or that blood sacrifice that is being used to wash away our sins and wiped away with that garment, that towel that he was using. Through that sacrifice, He then laid all those sins aside. He put them as far away, not to be remembered against us again or used against us again. He put them away and he took back on his heavenly garment. And I think this is such a great symbolism and a a great account to really show us the love of Jesus Christ. He came to this earth to save us to save us out of our sin. And if you are not saved today, or you feel like you have walked so far away that Jesus is not in your life anymore, I want to tell you, he's still there. He is waiting for you to come and sit down so he can wash your feet and wash the sins away. All you have to do is turn and ask. All you have to do is believe upon him and you will be saved. That is a promise of God. You turn to him and you let him work a new work within your life so that he can then come in and he can cleanse and save you. Thank you for joining us today. For more information on this or other podcasts or to access our written Bible study notes, please visit our website at www.tnwministries.com. You may also contact us via email at tnwministries at gmail.com. Until next time, God bless.